1: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
0: I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, in more. The word debt, what's mean to you? It's probably a negative thing, right? But if, what, what word... What would it mean if I were to say there's good debt and bad debt? This gets complicated because more and more so, I think some people feel that the stress of home ownership isn't for them. They'd rather be renters. And then you rent for a while and there's a stress of, wait, I don't own something. My landlord keeps raising the prices. So there's good debt and bad debt. Depends on how you want to apply it to your life. I'm fortunate in my opinion that I went to college at a time where Scholarships, grants, and funding on your own was more than doable. Maybe it took you five years to graduate. Maybe you were on the six-year plan. I don't know. But you get the idea. So there's good debt, bad debt. Good debt might be something that gets you further ahead in life. There's also debt that's bad that makes you feel good, like a vacation home. I know a lot of people who have second homes that they're spending forty, fifty thousand dollars 50000 a year in mortgage payments, just so that they have a place called their own in a location that's hot and desirable. And that may not be financially smart, depending on a couple of other things you've done. If you've taken care of your 401k, your 403b, your 457, if you've funded your retirement, I think things like boats and second homes are okay, as long as they're fulfilling a need of happiness for you. So good debt versus bad debt credit card debt i use i use credit card no doubt about it i've got two right now for most of my travel and cash rewards it's funny i don't even use the travel points i keep saving them up for something epic what started off is like oh let's let's do a weekend getaway let's go rekindle the relationship now it's kind of like let's do something epic let's take over europe how many points you can build up right so there's good debt and bad debt I don't ever carry a balance on credit cards because I can't afford it. I know you're saying, Rob, you look successful. You have an air of success. You can afford it. me eh, not from me. A couple things that might be inside your 401k that you should start being, paying more attention to. There's something maybe called a money market. What's a money market? Is that like a place where you can get a Coca-Cola and the company pays you back or it's deducted from your paycheck or something? I know. The money market is your cash in retirement accounts, and it's typically pretty stable. You can get stock mutual funds, you can exchange traded funds, you can get bond funds, you can get value funds, you can get international funds, small cap, large cap, mid cap funds. And right there, I'm not trying to intimidate, it just it got a little bit more complicated fast, right? I think your four hundred one K is meant to be a an accumulator of wealth for you. It does it every two weeks automatically, money comes out of your paycheck. For me, it's $1,000 until it hits $18,500 for the year. And then once that's in the clear, that's, you know, I can't max it out more. But start with that concept of maxing it out. Don't leave it in cash. If you have a situation where you don't know what to do, I think the, the target year funds are fine. Not great. It's fine. I'm not going to intimidate you. Here's a flippant mistake you're making. I'm not going to be that guy. You want to call those. Flurpy pie pizza cake for bubble. What? I'm not going to intimidate. I'm not going to scare you in your forewarning. Go with a target fund. If you're 30 years old, that means you're going to retire in 30 years. Take a look at the calendar and add 30 years to it. 2050, and you could start there. Now, if you're aggressive, then say maybe I want to retire in 2060 or 2070. Because as you get older, your fund becomes more safe. So when you start early, if you give yourself more of a time horizon, it'll take on more risk. These things aren't perfect. You own a little international. You own a little Japan. You own a little England. You own a little bit of Ukraine. You own a little bit of oil. You own a little bit of small. You own a little bit of mid, a little bit of large, a little bit of growth, a little bit of value. It it doesn't tie you into it to the point that you can't move. Fisher Investments, I think he's a lovely person, but back in the day, he used to buy 100 stocks for you. And they were 100 stocks, and you felt like, what am I going to do with 100 stocks? He's got a team watching it. So if he had a bad year and you fired him, you you had to go, what am I going to do with 100 stocks? So ETFs are fine. It's so funny because I keep notes for years and years and years and years. And sometimes I look back at my notes and I go, what was I thinking? A diversified model portfolio. Two of the companies that were once in it almost don't exist today. Tyco and General Electric. From 20 years ago, if we were sitting down in a Wayback Machine... Which, for the record, Mr. Peabody was kind of creepy, in my opinion. I'm just saying. But even if you look at some of the names in the financials, Citigroup, still around, J.P. Morgan, American Express, then you could start seeing, like, Lehman, and Goldman Sachs, and Morgan Stanley Dean winner, and Merrill Lynch, and AIG, and Fannie Mae. And you're like, I don't know if all those companies are still like they once were 20 years ago. You can look at retail stocks from the diversified portfolio 20 years ago. And it was names like Best Buy, Gap, CVS, Walmart, and Home Depot. Most of those are still there. Drug and medical, but notice Amazon wasn't there on the list, right? In media, you had Viacom and AOL to invest in 20 years ago. That would greatly offend Facebook and Google and Netflix today. Not to be included on that list. Twenty years ago, you had medical device companies in a diverse portfolio like Merck, Pfizer, Medtronic, and Johnson and Johnson. They've done okay, but certainly you could say that there's been some change. How about for tech companies? Texas Instruments, not a company you hear a lot about in the news, still okay. But then you start seeing some names on this list like Microsoft and Cisco and Intel, and yeah, yeah, yeah. They're you know Microsoft just hit an all time high, but then it starts getting weird. You see names like Nokia, down the mighty have fallen. Sun microsystems emc ibm ibm used to be relevant now you just go why would you own ibm when you can own salesforce it does it you can't justify it but then you get into some things like um 20 years ago your automobile companies were ford and gm today don't you have to kind of include tesla or drop the cars all together and go with trains i think so Your sin stocks from 20 years ago your sin stocks today, Budweiser and Philly Morris. But Budweiser, the change in taste in the last 20 years. I haven't had a Budweiser or Bud Light, Coors Light in 20 years. I think there was one time I was washing my car, and all there was in the garage was some old Coors Lights. And I popped them open, and I washed my car with them. Because you certainly don't drink that piss water. Urine water, Whatever. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Beer, beer, beer. Bring me beer. Actually, bring me toenails. I'm starting a toenail collection. Ah! I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. You know I own shares of Apple. I talk a lot about the headlines, and every now and then I mix in portfolio discussions. You should own some tech. You should own some financials. You should own some retail. You should own some products that we need to have. Staples in our life. Consumer staples. You should take a look at what's working in discretionary with consumers and maybe consider it. Do I think Visa or Home Depot... Are going to go out of business in the next 30 years. You know, there's always going to be disruptive technologies, but we're also always going to need paint. And for now, the transactions in stores are tied towards Visa, MasterCard, American Express. And there's tinier players underneath, you know, the people like Square, who are, are disrupting, that companies like Visa tend to invest in just to make sure they see the technology, but also to potentially acquire the technology. Now, I started with Apple, knowing that I own shares of Apple. Apple shares are str- going to struggle over the next 12 months, one analyst from Instanet said, because of weak iPhone ten demand. I think we all feel that there has been some data that suggests that, but yet we saw that going in there for last quarter and they blew it out. Now, keep in mind they're also buying back shares and increasing their dividend. Now, he only sees 6% downside in a stock market that could pull back 10, 20, 30, 40% at times is six percent downside bad. So sometimes you're you maybe hold on to it to protect your downside. Not it. It could be on anything. Your any of your investments, you say, I'm gonna make this decision, knowing that, you know, that company, XYZ, is gonna be in business the day I die. This company has a lower valuation. This company is growing something, but it's weakening elsewhere. It's really important that you get honest with yourself. Apple's service business model will continue to grow at a solid pace, and there's good margins there. Service revenues have consistently grown above 20% on an annualized basis. Apple's made several sustainable improvements to the service's growth trajectory. So who's right, who's wrong? But that's one analyst out there talking about it. I want to talk a little bit about mortgage rates creeping up. Therefore, I want to bring in Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. Mortgage rates creeping up. You're seeing a lot of people refi now. They're taking money out of their homes. That's a problem. When rates moving higher equals refi versus rates moving lower equals refi. It's so bringing Tony Mendez, Bay Area loan dot Joining me now, Tony Mendez, Bay Area loan dot Good morning. California may be the most desirable place to live in the United States, but employers can't recruit high performers thanks to insane housing prices. I used to have a big home that actually did. In Virginia, have a place where the slaves used to cook meals. It was a 200-year-old home property, uh, well over 200 years old. And um, you can't get that in California, or it's going to cost you $4 million. Um, the effects of California housing crisis is starting to hit the ability for cities like LA and San Francisco to recruit people because, yeah, you could be a high performer, but a high performer living in a small house, some people have ego problems. Um so the exorbitant housing costs in Los Angeles, the second most populous city in the United States are inhibiting employers from attracting high performers or top talent. Uh, I know this is kind of an interesting conversation I think Tony Tony Mendez Bay, and source.com. I know a lot of people who how do I say this? In any other state they would be living in a mansion comparatively. And I know a lot of people who are high performers who are renting because they can't afford to buy. They can't afford the down payment, but their rent is covering someone else's mortgage payment. It just breaks my heart. It's a, it's a problem with
1: California. Yeah, it's tough. We kind of mentioned about Sacramento and what you can buy for half the price or maybe even a third of the price, which you can hear. And um, I think a lot of people get shocked that they can get a yard and a two car garage and a four and four bedroom, two bath um, and stay under $500,000. Uh, and you're going to see that across the United States. Um, a lot of the places uh, in the United States, what they call two, second-tier cities, are doing very well because of the, you know this one inherent problem, uh, and that is um, the starting salary for somebody in the Bay Area, I think averages right around $110,000, doesn't buy you a house here. It right. uh, buys you a house very, very far away or a very small place, and not only that, you're spending 50% of your, your income on rents. Uh, so it's an intimidating place to move to. Number yeah. one, when housing is on your mind. Um, and I know
0: uh, I know five professionals that live together, and yeah. one of them is an executive at a hospital. One of them is an attorney. One of them is a financial planner. One of them is a map maker. And you throw all this together, like it's five people sharing a five bedroom house. It's eclectic. Boogie woogie woogie woogie. Um, you know that you know that reference. I do. Okay, it's electric. It's some sort okay. of line dance, right? It's the electric slide. Yeah. So probably the worst song ever, but I said it's eclectic, which is it's cute. Um, can, can, why did we do the electric slide at that point in time? You know, we said that we were Rome and we're basically falling.
1: I think it worked great. It got people off off their you know what's okay. and out on the dance floor, and you had you had a chance to mingle um, and engage. Sixties percent of employers. in Los Angeles' high cost of living impacts employer retention.
0: 75% name housing costs as a specific concern. 71% of employers view housing costs as a barrier.
1: It's electric. Boogie, 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 boogie. Ah, it. uh, the millennials are you know what's turning what's
0: station. Whoever produced this song is probably sitting in a 25 bedroom mansion <laughs> in Southern California having parties at night with a hundred plus millennials coming all the champagne you can drink champagne fountains right and it's one of the worst songs of all time Woo-hoo! so uh, i think that's gonna be an interesting concept because a lot of people you know we we you know uh, corporate america at one point in time had call centers in oklahoma because oklahoma was cheaper to imp- hire people than say New York or LA, then those call centers went all the way to India. Same I think jobs, when we do this story about California having a tough time uh, to hire people, you know, Los Angeles based SpaceX, Los Angeles based SpaceX, which is owned by Elon Musk opened an engineering office in Seattle the same year in an effort to hire top talent who
1: just refused to live in LA. Um, you know, the hub markets are no longer the LA's, the San Francisco's and, and uh, New York's uh Colorado Springs hit the top of the list just recently for what uh, for um, it, there's an index that's, that's all calculated based on the home price and jobs uh, and and um and salaries and it it tells you where people are flocking to in fact i think it was like 67% of of people moving to the city are millennials and they're and they first time home buyers so there's we're seeing this trend obviously and and we are seeing businesses that are are, are embracing this, Rob, and we're going to see it more and more. Places like Reno and, and um, Salt Lake City, uh, Boise, Portland, all of these places have already in, uh, embraced it. In 2007, China's commercial property outflow was
0: less than $1 billion. Now it's over $20 billion. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Sometimes you have to be countering to it. You see a headline that looks beautiful. U.S. adds 250,000 jobs you start thinking, the happy days are here again, da, da 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 Like, we're adding jobs, that's good. I like a beef pot pie or a chicken pot pie. Now that I have a job, I can afford it. Wasn't food better when you were a kid? Like, when you eat one of those Swanson's or Hormel chicken pot pies, you're like, man, this is good. It's frozen, and it's totally good in microwave. It's totally good. Ooh, burn my tongue. but It's totally good. And you eat it today, and it's like, it's cardboard. It's cardboard with some juice on it. You don't know what the juice is, right? But you see a headline, U.S. adds 250,000 jobs, and that's good news, right? Wage growth hits a nine-year high, and that's good news, right? Wrong. And, and it's it's almost like you're going to put your hand out and you're going to feed the dog and someone's going to chop your hand off with a cleaver. You're like, I was just trying to feed a dog. It's good news. Who doesn't love dogs? Who doesn't love puppies? Who doesn't love feeding? Who doesn't love good things? But the odds that the Fed were going to raise interest rates, they started to weaken recently for the December meeting, because we're looking at the world markets. And then Trump says, oh, by the way, I'm going to talk to China soon. And I've, I've put someone on task to draft an economic plan, a trade a trade plan with China. Like, wait, 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 wait. Last week ago, you were like, we'll crush you, darn Chinese. And you took your shoe off. And you start throwing nuclear bomb talk around and stuff like that. Okay, so I just made that part up, but he could have. So we get a little bit positive news about Trump talking with China about potentially putting together a trade draft agreement, and you see the you know the U.S. adding 250,000 jobs and wage growth hits a nine-year high, and the Federal Reserve's like, ha, 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 ha. "We got exactly what you need to slow down. We're going to raise interest rates." And some people wish the Federal Reserve would be a little more gradual versus a little bit more intent. Now, they're, they're saying they're looking at the data, and the data is, you know, Trump putting together a plan, wage growth the highest in nine years, uh, 250,000 jobs added. That's good news, but it's going to also slow down the economy because that's the way our economy works. But we don't want it when the pendulum starts swinging towards growth, and it's swinging towards growth right now, jobs and wages. We we go. Oh, we must stop the pendulum. The pendulum would eventually stop itself, but the Federal Reserve does kind of uh, mechanical and in- financial engineering of their own, so they stop it before us. If we get to a point where we're paying people six percent, seven percent, and they're coming out of UCLA, and this is my typical impression of someone coming out of UCLA, they could use their diploma for like handicap parking. Oh, oh, too soon, right? So, But if we're paying that UCLA graduate 6% more than the UCLA graduate before, then the economy's going to overheat, and it's going to create a situation where we can't continue to pay the bills as a corporation, or someone's going to fail inside the system, and then suddenly we have to fire a lot of people. So we're overheating right now when we see wage inflation hitting a nine-year high. Am I happy there's wage inflation? Yes, I'm happy there's wage inflation. I think the middle class in America is is rapidly disappearing. And I think it gets worse. I think the middle class in cities like San Francisco and San Jose are gone. And what's what's left are people who inherited their mommy and daddy's place or people who bought 25, 30 years ago when they had a higher paid job or when there was more of a middle class. But now that middle class that they were then couldn't buy the house that they bought now. So it's, it's a problem. So good news is bad news. And guess what bad news is? It's buying opportunity inside of capitalism. The cycle and pendulum will eventually swing back, and you never know where in the pendulum swing you are. It's like it's like the mask of Red Death. Was that a Poe? That was Poe. Was that the one with the pendulum? Let's just say that it was the one with the pendulum, and it goes back and forth. And you always want to try to guess when it's at its high or when it's going to cut the rope. And you're going to put your hand up for just a second. It's going to cut the rope, and you're going to be free, just like Batman. Okay, okay, in this day and age, could Batman be made on television again? Super rich guy who adopts a kid? A boy? Okay, wait, wait, how about we do this? How we get wait, Snoop Dogg to star in a Batman remake? Where Snoop Dogg is a super rich 60-year-old extravagant billionaire who adopts a Caucasian 20-year-old young man. It's never going to happen in this society again. Are you crazy? Even Batman is, is curiously odd that we look at and go, I don't know if that's appropriate. I remember a couple of years ago, people got upset at Sesame Street for Ernie and Burt living in the same apartment together. We live in tough, tough, tough times to figure out what's right and what's wrong. President Trump, according to Bloomberg services, when you hear things like that, President Trump, according to Bloomberg services, what you should instantly know, there, there's some press release information. Like anytime you get a Yahoo and you punch in like your stock that you're looking at, um, it can be any stock at Yahoo. and you see the news underneath it of um, like Starbucks. Starbucks is a great one because 98 percent of the information Starbucks sends out is just press releases. Oh guess what? we got elf coffee this year. I was made with make espresso. Made with real elves. It's elf espresso, and it's got 17 percent more elf blood in it this year than last year. You're like elf blood, we love elf blood. We gotta have elf blood. Elf blood makes it. It's it's like tiger balm. It's like it makes your muscles feel good. So anytime you see a press release, you have to see it as a press release. If it says press wire or business wire or or Reuters on it, it's a press release. It's it's all about getting you to say, oh. I didn't know they made it with real elf blood. Now that I know that, I'm going there because I want the good organic stuff. So be careful in the wrists that you see out there. Oh, that's all I got. I need a cigarette. I'm not Black. You can send this tape off to the Smithsonian. It's going into the top 10 radio classics of all time. Have a good day. Have a good weekend. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I have seminars coming up. When I do, they're even better than the radio show by 17% more elf blood. Find out more at Show.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. And at times, I've focused a little bit more on radio or television or on the front side of business or on the back side of business. I've done it all. I've worn many hats. So I've done the sales, I've done the marketing, I've done the investment advisory, I've done the portfolio structure. I've done the, you know, lose more money by the time you have Cheerios than, you know, you'll make in a year. Like <clears throat> it happens. There's sometimes a roller coaster feel to what I try to do and how I share it with you. I want to get you to retirement. The number one best way you can do that is max out your 401k, your 403b, your 457. And you do it with a lot of capitalism. And sometimes you're not going to like what's happening in society and how it reflects on capitalism. It's like, you know, I believe that you can see things differently in sunlight and, 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 and moonlight, right? And the way you you look at capitalism maybe during a Republican president or a Democratic president or a popular or a liberal or a conservative. I don't know. I think that light changes the way you view capitalism. And if you've ever seen a loved one sleeping in bed, whether it be a child or a spouse, and they're in the moonlight, you're like, that's the most beautiful person I've seen in my life. And you see him the next day in sunlight, you're like, "Oh, <laughs> that boy's got some acne issues, or yeah, let's cover up some makeup. <clears throat> I'm kidding a bit. But... The way you view things, it's going to, you know, the rose tinted glasses, right? You don't want to be too optimistic. You don't want to be too pessimistic. You don't want to be too, you know, idealistic. So as an investor, I kind of want to get you to the point where it's fun and it's entertaining. And there's, there's a whole world to figure out. And sometimes the best thing you can do is pass. There's a theory in sports. And I know you're saying, come on, go full Gary Radnich here. Go, go sports radio. Okay, sports radio is still one of the areas in radio where you can make money. If you're a company, if you're an advertiser, if you're sales, there's just a lot of money in sports radio because guys want to sit around and, and be the, the the Monday morning GM or the Monday morning quarterback. Games are lost. They're not won. Next up on Sports Radio with Rob Black, another investment lesson tied towards sports. <laughs> It's Monday Morning Quarterback with Rob Black, Get Investment Advisor. So, I think the sports lesson of the day is that games are lost more so than they're won. And it's also a game of attrition. Who do I think is going to win the Super Bowl next year? The the team who starts the playoffs with the healthiest roster. So, is is it the Green Bay Packers of Aaron Rodgers misses half the season? No. Is it, like, if he's coming back at the right time or the wrong time? Like, there's a lot going on, right? So, Monday morning quarterback, and same thing with investing. You kind of have to have a flair for it, and you have to kind of have a very short-term memory. Over 5 million U.S. consumers are going to cut the cord in 2018. I've started to cut the cord. Have you? Um, It's kind of funny, because I kind of want to keep things somewhat... Familiar, and at the same time, I'm 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 slowly doing it. Over five million U.S. consumers are going to cut the cord now. In the world of sports, analogies like that's telling you there there's a trend right now in in baseball. There's a trend of more home runs, fewer singles and doubles. In the All Star Game in the 2018 baseball All Star Game, there's more home runs than there were hits or non home run hits. The game's changed. That sells tickets. There's a trend there. Would you invest in a young home run hitter, or would you invest in, say, a, a hit for contact guy? Maybe you'd say, let's 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 go for the guy that no one else has, the hit for contact guy, because there's plenty of strong hitters out there. As evidence from, like, there's ways to play it, right? So over five million consumers are going to cut the cord in 2018. Do you want to stay away from the Comcast companies who do the cord, or you know, do you want to look at the whole pay TV industry? losing billions of subscription services and saying, I just want, you know, out of the whole area? Do you want to go on radio and television or your podcast and proclaim the death of ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox as we know it? It's the end of media as we know it. No, it's not going to catch, is it? So over $5.5 billion in revenue is going to leave the cable TV industry this year. The subscription TV model. The pay TV. So, now, does it shift to something like a YouTube, or does it completely shift out? Are you paying for YouTube, or are you saying, I'm just going to get the free version? I've had a chance to see Imagine Dragons and The Killers and some of the coolest venues in the world, like Red Rocks. And Red Rocks is a beautiful, beautiful... You know, If you don't believe in a god, you walk away believing in a god. Just from the sound of the warmth of the music, to the skies, to whatever. So... The question is, and an old man, 60 plus, 70 plus, say, Why? Why? Why would you go all the way to Colorado to see a concert? Why not just watch it on YouTube? That's interesting to note because a lot of the YouTube concerts that feature incredible performances, incredible music uh, auditoriums are online, whether you pay for them legally or illegally. Some of them, like, full concerts are. And then you don't have to deal with a sweaty young person who's jabbing you the whole time or the girl who's too drunk and talking about how much she misses her boyfriend and vomiting on her shoes. So anyway, lots going on in the world of finance and money investing, and you have to keep your eyes open and figure out the story and how it works for you, whether it be a Netflix or an Amazon. You can always learn more about this podcast on a regular basis. Find me online at robblackshow.com